Welcome to AudioPie's English Literature and Language Show. You can dip into huge chunks of over 19 series for free and learn on the go. Happy listening, everyone. You know, there's no such thing as society. There are individual men and women, and there are families. And no government can do anything except through people. And people must look after themselves first. Welcome to this podcast series on Willie Russell's play Blood Brothers. In these podcasts, we'll be revising each section of the play in some depth and picking out ideas or details which might come up in your literature exam. But before we get stuck into the play, the first couple of podcasts will give you a bit of background, which will hopefully help you get the most out of your reading of the text. In this first podcast, we'll look at plot and genre. So, first of all, what actually happens in the play? Well, the plot is fairly straightforward. A struggling mother gives up her baby because she can't afford to keep it. What's interesting in this case is that Russell uses the device of separated twins to show how social class and wealth affect our destiny. Mrs. Johnston, who already has seven children and is struggling to bring them up since her husband abandoned her, works for the wealthy but childless Mrs. Lyons. When Mrs. Johnston finds out she is pregnant with twins, she's persuaded to give one of the babies to Mrs. Lyons in a secret pact. From then on, the lives of the two boys take very different paths. Mickey is brought up in poverty, is constantly in trouble, and ends up unemployed and depressed. Edward, on the other hand, goes to university, has a successful career, and becomes a counsellor. Russell uses these different paths to emphasise how social disadvantage can stop so many children achieving their potential. This is a key message in the play, and at the time was out of step with what politicians seem to believe. There was a Conservative government led by Margaret Thatcher, which seemed to promote the idea that hard work and talent were what brought success. It was her quote at the beginning of the podcast. So, to repeat... You know, there's no such thing as society. There are individual men and women and there are families. And no government can do anything except through people. And people must look after themselves first. The government promoted individual responsibility and cut back on the help given by the state in benefits. She said, Every family should have the right to spend their money after tax as they wish and not as the government dictates. The flip side to this philosophy, which was enormously popular, is that it implies people who are not successful have failed in some way not worked hard enough, or had enough talent. Russell challenges that idea in this play. The twins are genetically similar, both bright and both full of potential. The only factors which separate them are class and wealth. This, Russell suggests, is what determines our future chances in life.
And of course, if we accept that idea, then we accept that people are poor through no fault of their own. And so we may think it is up to the rest of society to help them. Despite the difference in their family life, the two boys' paths cross repeatedly. They are fascinated by each other, becoming best friends and blood brothers. They fall in love with the same girl, Linda. In the end, the boys' lives really diverge when Mickey is made redundant and cannot get a job. He becomes depressed, resents the help he is forced to accept from Edward, and eventually breaks into a council meeting with a gun. Both brothers end up dead, moments after learning the truth about Edward's real identity. Ideas of fate and superstition crop up continually in the play, suggesting that the boys are destined for disaster. But in the end, the narrator seems to blame society. Do we blame superstition for what came to pass, or could it be what we, the English, have come to know as class? So what genre does the play fit into? Well, Blood Brothers is a musical. The songs are integral to the plot and present some of the main themes. There's no attempt to make the action realistic. The stage sets are very simple and adult actors play children. The music and the narrator continually interrupt the action and remind us that this is a stage play. However, Blood Brothers also has elements of other genres. It's a tragi-comedy, a blend of humour and tragedy. The central plot is tragic, and the audience is aware from the start that the boys will die in the end, rather reminiscent of the way Shakespeare uses the prologue in Romeo and Juliet. But, despite that tragic knowledge, it is very funny in the way it shows children growing up, and the fact that adult actors play children makes for a lot of visual comedy too. This blend of comedy and serious social messages is characteristic of Willie Russell's plays. They are designed to offer a good evening's entertainment, but at the same time challenge the audience and draw attention to important social issues. What about the Liverpool setting? Is that important? Well, the play has been performed and enjoyed all over the world, so it's not just a Liverpool play. But it's pretty clear that Liverpool is the setting. Some of the characters speak Scouse dialect, and the Johnstons are rehoused to the new town of Skelmersdale, as so many inner-city Liverpool residents were during the 1960s and 70s. Its first performance in 1983 was at the Liverpool Playhouse. Russell has located the twins at a specific time and place in history, and we'll look at that in a bit more detail in our next podcast. But people wouldn't be paying West End or Broadway theatre prices to see the play if it didn't have something to say about the wider world. It's important to remember that like all plays, Blood Brothers was written to be experienced in a theatre, not read in a classroom. If you get the chance to see a performance, definitely do. You'll understand how stagecraft, the script and the music work together much more easily if you see it performed. There are a few clips on YouTube, but this one doesn't really work on film. It's designed for the stage, and you should probably keep that in mind as you read it. Do make sure you listen to a recording of the songs. They can be found on YouTube too. Some of these will be amateur performances, so make sure you pick a really good cast. The London 1995 one is pretty good. 
Reading along as you listen to the soundtrack really helps lift the script off the page. Well, that completes our quick introduction to Blood Brothers. In the next podcast, we're going to look a little more deeply at the social background of the play as we explore what was going on in Liverpool in the early 1980s. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you in the next pod. We hope you enjoyed the episode. Don't forget to search for and listen to the next episode in the series to build your topic knowledge. Hit the Acast Plus link in the show description to become a premium supporter and unlock access to every episode in every series for as long as you need. We also make GCSE and A-level content for history, RE, sociology and psychology. Happy listening, everyone.